This is episode number 141 with Calvin Wayman. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. And each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. As always, this is your host, Jared Warren, and I'm extremely excited to be here today to introduce you guys to my good friend, Calvin Wayman. Calvin is an author, a speaker, a social media expert, and a guy with a lot of guts because about 18 months ago, Calvin was unfulfilled in his job, and so he quit. He walked away from it and went down a pretty tough road after that, as you'll hear in our episode today. As a father and a husband, quitting his job and putting his family's finances on the line for a period of time was no easy task, but he stuck with his heart. He knew it was the right thing to do, and I know you guys out there will get a ton out of this episode today. So I want to challenge you guys here. You may be driving in to a job or career that is totally unfulfilling your passions right now, but you're looking at all the reasons in the world as to why you can't leave that position. And believe me, guys, as you get older, it's not going to get any easier. More commitments, more restraints, more things that are weighing you down. Today is the day. This reminds me a lot of my episode number 111 with my good friend Michael Carbone. Same idea. He was unfulfilled and working at Nike. He knew that didn't pursue his passions. And so he left, took a huge leap of courage and actually moved halfway around the world to Thailand to pursue his online business. I'll challenge you with this also, guys. Most of you think you've got to have all of your ducks in a row before you can make a leap like this. And I'm not saying just to do it haphazardly or without thought. You do need to have some planning behind it. But the most important thing, as you'll hear Calvin say today, is just taking the step to make it happen. So I hope this comes through crystal clear as a message of pursuing your passions and not a message of just running away from hard work. Many people out there want to change up what they're doing because they just don't like the work that they're doing When in all actuality, that position may actually grow you to levels that you couldn't have grown to before by working through that and become something really passionate for you. So I don't want this to be a message today that if you just don't like what you're doing or if you're working really hard where you are and it just doesn't feel good, that you just need to jump up and abandon everything. But you'll know, guys, you'll know deep in your gut if you're doing something that day in and day out is just not pursuing what your heart's desire is. And that's where Calvin got to and he knew he had to make a leap. I also want to highly encourage you guys to head over to Amazon and get Calvin's book, Fish Out of Water, which is now a number one Amazon bestseller and just packed with tons of information on how we can retrain our brains to think differently about our future and go after big things that we never thought was possible. We talk a lot in our episode today about his book and the different ideas he's packed in there. So I can't encourage you guys enough to head on over and grab your own copy. I also want to encourage you guys to go check out my book on my website. I've been putting a lot of information out on social media about that. But if you want your own copy of From Success to Significance, the manual, learn about the six vision building tips in there, learning about time blocking and creating your own vision statements, which will ultimately lead you to higher levels of success and on to significance, head over to my website, success101podcast.com forward slash contact 
you can fill out the form there that my team will get. We'll get a copy out to you guys, or you can email me directly info at success 101 podcast, and we'll get one right out to you. Also my podcast creation masterclass. Some of you guys may have seen some posts recently on that. That class got tremendous attention. It's filling up fast. It's an online webinar style course where I'm going to teach you how to create your own podcast like I did after having zero experience and recording messages into an iPhone to having great, great guests on my show like Calvin Wayman today, like Ben Greenfield coming up soon, Grant Cardone, Jesse Itzler, Steve Weatherford, Angela Duckworth, Jay Papasan, on and on, and future guests that I'm really excited about. So as I mentioned, I'm excited to bring Calvin's message to you guys today. So without any further delay, let's jump right into this episode. And I know you're going to get a ton out of it. Calvin Wayman, good afternoon. Welcome to the Success 101 podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Jared, I am so pumped to be here. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love having good content on. And uh, as I said in the introduction, you just got a ton of stuff going on. You're an author, speaker, social media entrepreneur. I know you've got your own social media management agency that really works with uh, influencers out there trying to build brands and build them and get them more recognized. And I'm really excited to dive into your new book that you just released, Fish Out of Water. I know that hit some uh, number one on Amazon's charts. And so I, I want to dive into that a little bit more. And congratulations, man. I just recently found out uh, you topped the influence of top 30 under 30. I know that's no small feat there. So congrats on that. Thank you. I know it's been kind of a wild ride for you. You quit your career within the last 18 months and started an online business. I would like to go back a little bit before that time happened. Tell me what was going on with your mindset, where you were in life, what you were focused on. So tell us about all of that and what brought you up to that final deadline of saying, look, I'm done. I'm, I'm walking away from this career. I'm going to step out in the scary world of entrepreneur online business world. And uh, what has happened since then over the last 18 months? Yeah. So I was just a regular employee, except I wanted freedom. And I always did. I always wanted freedom. But you mentioned the word scary. And that was, it was scary for me. It was scary to think about going out and actually creating my own thing. I knew I wanted it. It was something I desired, but I was like, but can I really get like, leave the security of this job and, and stuff like that. And it molded over in my mind, honestly, for years of just quitting and going to try my own thing. And I tried doing my own thing on the side, but that kept me just, I think not stuck, but it delayed things. Cause it made me think I was making progress when I really wasn't. I was just telling myself that I was making a little bit of progress. And then it really That's just got point. to the point where I was in my day job and I realized I wasn't getting any younger. And I had this interesting moment where I basically got still and envisioned myself 10 years into the future. And I literally like had a conversation in my mind with my 10 year older self and was like, what should I do? Should I, try to keep building this and maybe I get a big break here in the corporate world or um, do I go do what I've always wanted to do? Do, my, do I go after my own thing? And do I do it now? And do I, should I wait until I'm smarter? Should I just keep reading books and listening to podcasts? Like when should I do it? And it came back that if you're ever going to do it, do it now. Because as you get older, 
you're going to have more responsibility, not less. It's going to be harder to change, not easier. So there was that side of sure. the, that insight. But then I also had the fear of, like, I recognized in myself that I had this massive desire to create more in my life and to do more and to impact. Um, I think a lot of people have that. I mean, anybody listening to this, you might be in a job and you're like, I feel like there's more in me that I could be offering. I feel you because I was there. And what made me actually jump is the thought and the fear of what if this desire I have to make a difference for myself, for my family, for other people in the world, what if that desire dies? Because I don't act on it, what if it dies? Like the fear, like this was such a, a real big fear. Like, unfortunately, I see older people. I've seen people that I'm either related to or just just have conversations with them at the gym. They're 40 or 50. And I ask them what their dreams are. And they don't know. They forgot. Or they didn't get them. And so now they're just complacent and they don't care. And the thought of that happening, of me not going after it, I was like, well, you know what? I have at least got a freaking try. I would rather try and fail than wake up 10 years down the road and have, and have me not even care. So that's what got me to quit. The fear of that happening is what swallowed the smaller fears that I had had for years of messing up or looking stupid or my family not loving me because I made a mistake. Um, that bigger fear made it and swallowed the smaller fears and it made me just say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I quit. So I did. So here's the big question I've got for you. There's usually two routes that people can take whenever they get to that point in life. They're stuck and they don't have a clue what their dreams are and they're still trying to cultivate those. They just know they cannot imagine doing what they're doing for another 10 years. Or, and that just keeps them there, right? Yep. Or they're stuck where they are, but they have a really broad idea of what they want to be doing and what they could be doing. And sometimes that gets them out of their seat faster to go make that decision. Where were you? Did you just know that, hey, this really stinks. I don't want to be here long term. And here's my plan. Here's what I want to go cultivate. Or were you just a little bit in the dark and had to go create that? Totally in the dark. I only knew one thing. I think we want to know the whole staircase. We want to know all the steps. I certainly did. That's why I was reading 50 books a year. And I still do because I was looking for the information. So I knew all the right steps to take when I actually jumped. But I never found the other steps. The only next step I knew was for certain was I did not want to be an employee anymore. And I quit. So to answer your question, I didn't have anything lined up. I didn't know the next step. All I knew was maybe the reason I don't know is because I'm over here in step A and I need to go to step B before C shows up. What gave you that fire inside, even though you didn't know what the next steps were, to just know that you didn't want to be an employee anymore? I mean, so many people know that they're not happy where they are, but they feel like there's some comfort and security in being an employee. Right. What do you think it was in your wiring that told you deep down? On the positive side, I just wanted freedom so bad. It was just part, I was homeschooled. So maybe that was part of it, that I was used to doing my own thing and I was not doing my own thing. I felt like I had, I was dying inside. I had like an internal suicide. I was not loving it. And it was a great job, by the way. A lot of people would kill for it. It was a management position. I managed other people and I got paid a salary primarily, but it wasn't my own thing. So there was that, wanting freedom. But the other side of it, that was even stronger is I hated the thought of being managed and not doing my own thing. I hated the thought of not having freedom and not being able to go do what I wanted to do 
like the thought of my wife and I and our one-year-old son not being able to go on a vacation because it's not the right time for vacation time or something crazy. Like anybody, like we live in a freaking America, right? And so the idea that I can't take advantage of that and be free to go do what I want to do, it's like, what's the use of being here? I'm not even using my freedom. And so those feelings like just boiled up and boiled up. And again, the thing that made me finally say, you know what, I'm going to respect these feelings of wanting freedom and want and not wanting to be a slave to the job forever. The thing that made me finally break the courage to jump was just the fear of me not caring after 10 years and the fear of that dying, because I believe that the fire that I had could get me somewhere. And I had so many great examples of people that have done it. Like I loved reading about Steve Jobs or reading books like from Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or looking at entrepreneurs today like Gary Vaynerchuk and Lewis Howes and John Lee Dumas and all these other top entrepreneurs. And I was like, I want that. I want that. Yes, that's it. But what if I fail? And that kept me, that kept me down. So it just got to the point where I was like, I'm going to go do it. And I'd rather do it and fail than, than just be complacent and say, well, I had an okay existence, you know? There's so many pieces of the onion here that we can peel back so many layers. I know for so many people out there who are stuck, they're right there with you. People driving around in their cars right now listening to this podcast are saying, yes, that's me. Holy cow. That is me that he's talking to. I want freedom. I want freedom. And they're, they're thinking that in the back of their mind. And in reality, there's also two paths to that that I found. Yeah. Some people want freedom and they yell about that all the time. And you ask them to define freedom and they're like, they well... Uh, may, yeah, I'm not managed, but they, they have no plan. Right. And then they, you ask other people that are stuck and they say, I want freedom. I want freedom. You say, well, what is that to you? And they've got a very well laid out plan, even if they don't know that that's what's going to happen. They know what they want. Uh, Kelvin, what is freedom to you? Freedom is being able to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want. Like as cliche as that sounds, that's what it is. And I get to design my life and to go to deeper on that. I didn't have a clear path of how I was going to get it. I knew I wanted it. I knew the feeling I wanted to have. And so that's what made me say, okay, what's the next step? Well, I just knew this. Freedom was not an employee job. So if it's not, why am I acting like it is? Why am I getting up and going to a job every single day when I know that's not what it is? Well, the only reason is fear kept me there because of um, well, I need to have money for bills and all that stuff. That's it. I wasn't there for my dreams. I wasn't there because it was what I wanted necessarily. It wasn't conducive to freedom. And so when I recognized that, I started to, I don't know where I picked it up, but I started to do my best to make decisions that had no element of fear in it to the best of my ability. For example, most people, and by the way, there's this cool talk. I think it I got, I heard this talked about by Jim Carrey after I quit. And I'm like, that's exactly what happened. But he has this talk about having fear being disguised as practicality. And that was so much for me for a long time. I was like, well, for practicality reasons, I could, I need to stay at a day job to make money to pay the bills. And once I make enough money, then I'll quit. That sounds practical, but the job is not conducive to freedom. So if freedom is what I really want, then quit. The only reason I wouldn't quit is because of the fear disguises practicality. But if I'm really going after what I really want, then quit is the obvious answer. It's just obviously it. Like 
Jim Carrey says that uh, fear is often disguised as practicality. And another thing that he says in that video is his dad was one of the people that stayed in the safe, secure job. And late in his life, he got fired and he had to start his career all over. He didn't have any skills and he basically had a horrible retirement. And so his kind of his closing line is, you can fail at doing something you don't want. So why not at least give a chance on doing what you love? <laughs> That's great advice. I love that. So I want to back up a second here. You had plenty of reasons to be fearful. You just mentioned, you mentioned it really quick in there, but I'm sure people picked up on it as I did. You had a wife and a son, right? Yes. Yeah, I sure did. A wife and a newborn. Well, a one-year-old at the time. And yeah. credit card and car loans and student loans. Yeah, I had it all. So if anybody's going to be fearful, I mean, it's you. You don't have a plan. You've got a family that's literally depending on you to go to work every day. Why were you, gosh, I just want to unpack all this. Why were you not the guy? Because I hear people say this all the time. People say, look, yeah, I'm in a good job, but I know it's not leading me anywhere. Or I'm in a crappy job that I hate, and I know for sure it's not leading me anywhere, but I'm getting paid well. So I'll just stick with this until I figure out what I'm going to do. What would you say to the person driving around right now listening to this or wherever they are who says, um, you know, I've, I've got an okay job. I know it's not where I want to be, but I need to stay here. I need to save up some money. I need to figure out what those next steps are, as you mentioned. And then, then I'll go get my freedom. What lessons have you learned to convey to them? That is a short-term solution to a long-term problem. And I got news for you. Life is long. That's what I would say. And I was wanting to make decisions based on my whole life, not just what I was feeling in that very small moment. Because here's the truth, and I talk about this in my book, Fish Out of Water. You're looking for that person, and I, I am that person. I was that person in the car saying, I'll, I'll wait. I discovered through my waiting, there is no right time. You're looking for the right time, and it doesn't come. So you just have to get to the point where you make your decision that is not based on fear and this is another thing that I talk about in my book. You have to understand how life works. And we're looking for steps A through Z. And we wish we know A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through Z. Well, guess what? Life does not work that way. School did. When you were in school, you got your syllabus and you got every step of what it was going to take to get your good grade. But in life, it's more like a chess game. And chess is a super simple analogy. But even in chess... You cannot plan every step to win the game. You can have a strategy, but you cannot plan every move. Thus is life. And so what I learned is you need to have your Z, have an idea of where you want to go. And I think we all have that. Like you were talking about how people have, a, have it planned out. They have a really clear idea of what they wanted. I wanted freedom. I didn't want to be a slave. I wanted my own freedom. I wanted to have my own business. I knew that. And I knew where I was. I knew my A. And I knew my next step. And so a question I always ask is, how many letters are there in life or entrepreneurship? There's not 26. There's only three. We wish there were 26. There's only three. A, B, and Z. You know where you want to go. You're Z. You know where you are. And you know your next step. At least your next best guess. And what I've learned is, first of all, just acknowledge that and know that it's okay that you don't know steps B through Z. And just know that if you just keep taking your next best move based on the context of what's in front of you, you're going to be okay. I didn't know this when I first quit my job. And I went through a lot of pain the last 18 months doing door-to-door -door and stuff like that to make it work. 
but that's how I got through it. And that is what is guides me now. I may not know what the next three or four steps are, but if you're always looking for the next three or four steps, you're going to do what we're talking about right now, staying stuck. If you don't want to be stuck, I mean, all this is predicated on assuming you don't want to be stuck. If you love your job and you're okay and you're content where you are, fine. None of this applies. But if you want more out of life, if you believe that you're here to do more and to, to share more of yourself and to have more freedom, to become more, to have more, then this applies. You don't need to know all the steps because you can't. But if you take the next step, at least the next best guess, that is enough. That's awesome. A, B, and Z. Never heard that before, but I will definitely take that as a nugget away from this. So you fought fear with fear, as we mentioned. Yes. You took that next step, even though you didn't know where you were stepping to. You didn't know where that would go. You just mentioned door to door. So yes. lead us that direction. Where did you go after you stepped out and go, okay, I did it. I pulled the, <laughs> jumped out of the plane, pulled the parachute. I'm floating down. Yep. Where did you end up going door to door and how did you end up there? So I quit my job and it felt exhilarating. I was so excited because I finally did what I've been wanting to do for years. Then people thought you were nuts, right? Well, Tried to talk you out of it. Well, some, some were like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, what are you talking about? Your wife doesn't work right now. You don't work right now. What are you talking? So I was excited, but then the next day came. Then I had to come up with what the heck I was going to do. So then it got really scary. And I'll spare you a lot of the anxiety and stuff, but I'll be honest, it went, I went through a lot of anxiety and stress and fear, even that, trying to find out what I was going to do. I was so stressed out at one point that I lost 10 pounds in a week, wondering what to do. And I would wake up in like cold sweats because I couldn't decide. But to make a long story short, I ended up going door to door because I was like, while I don't know my passion, because that was the frustrating thing. I was like, what the F is my passion? Everybody else um, feels like, it feels like that they have their, they know their passion when they're five years old. I'm like, what's my problem? Why don't I know what it is? You know? And I'm 27, now 28, and I don't even know what my passion is. And I was like, well, at least while I don't have it, I want to go give myself skills that I know will help me in entrepreneurship. And that is what led me to door to door. I had a group of friends that recently went to Southern California from Utah at the same company I was working with. I called them and um, was like, can we do this? And it was like, yeah, you can come start out. You can just stay with us in this two bedroom apartment to see how you like it. And I had some mentors tell me that if you could do four months of door to door, you could do pretty much anything. And that four months of door to door was <laughs> like a four year business degree. And so that's what made me go into it. I had freedom, meaning I did it when I wanted. I had no boss. So I liked that. But the biggest thing it did is what I'm telling you now. And that is, it just gave me the freedom that I wanted uh, to create the life that I wanted to you know, and just challenging myself and handling rejection every single day and doing stuff that I didn't necessarily like. And now obviously you're not doing any door to door now. So that obviously springboarded mm -hmm. somewhere else into what you're yeah. doing now. What made yeah. you pull the trigger there? And when did you know it was the right time? As I was doing door to door, I was still looking for my own thing. And I ended up going to, um, starting to hang out with other entrepreneurs in Southern California. And that was a big key takeaway for anybody listening to this, and I talk about this in my book, I have a section called Get Schooled. And what I mean by get schooled is, since it's a book called Fish Out of Water, schooled in fish terms is, in schools, is swimming in a similar direction as you. I learned the, the power of getting around other people like you, going after similar goals and dreams, 
And so when I started hanging out with other entrepreneurs and other people creating their own business and other people that have been there, it helped me level up in a big way. And I ended up going to an event where I hired my business coach named Nick Unsworth. He's the founder of Life on Fire. And he actually wrote the foreword to my book, Fish Out of Water. But I ended up hiring him. And again, this was another, that was another leap. Uh, the leap there was the price tag to hire him was for me the equivalent of buying two cars. I had never done anything like that in my entire life. But I had started to develop this idea that you don't worry about whether it's the right decision or not. You make a decision and then make it right. You make a decision, then make it right. It's what you do afterwards. The only reason it wouldn't be the right decision is if I didn't may treat it like the right decision after I made it based out of fear or whatever. So I was like, I'm going to make this right. I'm going to do this. So I ended up hiring him and through coaching with him and being around other entrepreneurs and just taking action on experiments of different small little business ideas, I started to develop what I loved to do. And it came out as social media. It didn't come out right away. I first jumped into things like Periscope. I have Periscope products still. That's where I first became known. That's how I got into Entrepreneur Magazine was to create a Periscope course and then to teach on it. I was like, well, why do I like Periscope? Well, because it's new. It's cutting edge. It's, it's helping people become discovered. Well, that's social media in general. So after consulting with Nick and him coaching me, I was like, I'm going to start a social media business. That's what it's going to be. I'm going to be done with door-to-door -door sales July 1st, the day that my book comes out whether I'm ready or not. July 1st, my book came out. And as soon as I launched it, I went knocking doors that afternoon. And it was the last time I went. And it's the last time I've gone since. It was 80% of my income at the time. And I just, just left it. But I feel like it was the right next step. And so far, so good. So I'm going to take a second here and be a naysayer, if that's okay. We don't like that much on this podcast, but I'm going to be one for here okay. just a second. <laughs> If I'm the person out there hearing this and I go, man, that sounds awesome for him. Good for him. Good for him. But at some point, this freedom that you talk about, that everyone talks about that they want, sounds like you had a, a pretty good idea of what you wanted, whereas we talked about a lot of people don't. At some point, your freedom can only be as much freedom as you can take before you have to go make an income. You actually have to go work. You have to go have a job or you have to go create or you have to go whatever, fill in the blank, right? So if I'm the naysayer out there saying, man, this guy sounds like he had a good streak of luck, but that's not how it happens to the rest of us out here. Holy shit, it was not luck. Oh my heck. So if I, so, it was one of the so, but if I just say this freedom that he talks about, he's got to have an income. He's got to make money. At some point, he's, he's going to be bound by the constraints of having to go make a dollar somewhere. And of course, that's just wrong mindset, right? It's just totally wrong mindset. And you wouldn't have gotten to where you are today if, if you were thinking. I think, it's, I think it's definitely worth bringing up. because. I had all those thoughts. So how did I battle them? I believed that those thoughts, I ultimately came to the belief that those thoughts would help me in the long run. That if I burned the boats, then it would make me come up with what I needed to. And there's two things I'll say in this regard. The first thing is, after you watch this, go YouTube this video from Steve Harvey called Jump. It's a really cool video. Steve Harvey is no small fry. He's had a little bit of success himself. And he explains this concept, and I believe it so much just with my own experience. And that is, we all want our gift. We want to share our gift, and we want that life. And he says, but know this. Every successful person that you look up to in this world has jumped. 
And it tells you what, what he means by that. He's like, um, we're on, it's like we're on the cliff of life. And we see people soaring by. We see people with their mansions. We see people with their successful business. We're like, how do I soar? And he says, well, they did it by jumping. And the only way for you to find what your gift is, is you've got to jump. It's, so when you jump, that gift, your parachute opens up, and that is what provides the soar. But here's the key. You cannot soar. You cannot find your gift unless you jump. That's his first promise. The second promise he gives is actually going to be conducive to what uh, naysayers might be saying. And that's this. You are not going to find your gift right away. When you jump, your, everything is not going to go perfect right away. You're going to hit rocks. You're going to get your skin tore off on cliffs. And you're going to bleeding pretty bad. The pain that I went through when I jumped was I would not wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> I am not here to tell anyone that it was 100% pain-free and that it's not going to hurt. It will hurt. And guess what? You might run out of money. You might get bankrupt. You might live on the streets. I'm not going to say you're not going to. You freaking might. But if you want to soar, if you want to find your gift, you have to jump. And then something story Steve Harvey says at the end of the video that is I'm just resonating with so much is he says, it won't open right away, but eventually it will open. If you stick to it, it has to open. I quit my job last year. I ended up buying, um, hiring that coach, Nick Gunsworth, for the equivalent of two cars. I was in the most debt of my entire life in 2015. Never been deeper in debt. This year, about a year after I quit my day job, on the first day of spring, I became debt-free for the first time in my entire adult life. Wow. So through all the pain, through all the hustle, you got to work your face off. Hey guys, we are back. Sorry for that brief interruption there. Technical difficulties can be your friend or your enemy, and we had to switch out a mic really quickly, and we're just going to keep rolling here. So if uh, Calvin sounds any different, that's because we're the just The cool thing to... is, is I probably sound even better now. <laughs> yeah, you might actually. We're trying to bring the best to you guys, and there was obviously uh, a noise that was going on there in the background with, uh, with something, and we couldn't figure it out, so we switched up mics, and we're going to try this going forward, and hopefully that works. So if he sounds different, that's why. So, Calvin, you were just telling us you, you had more debt than you'd ever had before. You just hired the coach, Nick Unsworth. Yes. Cost of two cars. Got out of debt for the first time ever in your adult life. And basically, it was the grind and the hustle and all, all the, you know, the words that are used to just basically say, go. And, yes. and you went out there and did that. What an incredible story. That's, that is so awesome. And it's going to empower so many people, I hope, to get out there and do what they want to do. And the important thing is, even if you don't know the next step, and even if you have a wife and a child, I mean, that, that's scary. I mean, it's a scary thing. And like you said, it's not always going to be roses, but you have to jump. You have yes. to get out there and jump. So I'm going to check out that video for sure. That's awesome. Let's transition to your book, Fish Out of Water. I'm really excited to hear about that after all the comments that you've made so far. And now that I know a little bit more about your story, tell us where that was created in your mind and your heart and what the path was to get there. Awesome. So fish out of water, what that is, is, is it's what I think we all go through at any, area, at any point in our life when we are looking to level up in some way, whether it's to level up in our finances or for my, what I did, leveling up my career or just my lifestyle. We all hit this point where we feel awkward. And I think a great example to show this is New Year's resolutions. 
right? Every uh, January, everybody sets the New Year's resolution. And at the beginning of January, the gyms are full, right? You notice that? How like the gyms at the beginning of January are oh, chuck yeah. full. And then come February, what happens? The gyms... Oh, it becomes the biggest yeah, joke. They just evacuate. Exactly. And I talk about this in my book. I'm like, well, why? what's going on? Why is it... There's no shortage of goals being set. There's a massive shortage of goals being met. And what I talk about is once the excitement wears off, when you set a big goal to level up in some way, it feels exciting, but then it starts to feel weird and awkward and the rubber hits the road. You feel out of your element. You feel like a fish out of water. Now, the tragedy is once people hit this stage, just like a real fish can't be out of water for long, neither can you. And so because it feels so awkward and you're a fish out of water, you end up reverting back to what feels normal. It feels like survival. So you end up going back to what I call your fishbowl of mediocrity. This has happened in every area of my life that I've leveled up in, whether it was fitness, getting into my first sales job, or jumping into entrepreneurship. It was exciting. Then I hit this point where I felt like a fish out of water and I wanted to go back to what was normal. And what this whole book is about is, first of all, recognize that you're going to hit this stage. It's ignored often and people don't talk about it in goal setting, but you're going to hit it. But more importantly, what do you do once you hit that fish out of water stage? And that's what I talk about. And um, we've actually talked about several of them already. But the first principle is to, once you feel like you're a fish out of water, you got to become a member of the CIA. That's what I say in the book. And becoming a member of the CIA has nothing like the Secret Service. What that means is you have to take consistent, imperfect action. Every single person that is where they are, that you look to, take, has taken consistent, imperfect action. It doesn't have to be perfect. Oftentimes, we're our own worst critic. And perfection often does the opposite of what we want it to. It keeps us frozen. Instead of moving, the only way you can move and progress is if you take action. So take consistent and perfect action. The second principle is to get schooled, get around other people like you, find a mentor, somebody that's been there, get accountability from somebody, but more importantly, get accountability from the right person. I was just getting feed, gotten feedback from somebody that on a radio show I was on yesterday, and he said, what I love that was interesting about your book is everybody talks about accountability, but you talked about getting accountability from the right people. And that was interesting. Talk about that. And, and I think it's so key. You can't get accountability from somebody that has, does not have your frame of reference or your values because they'll hold you back. I recently ran a 50-mile ultramarathon just to challenge myself. Um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. But a person that would have been a <laughs> horrible person to get accountability from when I was training for that would be my mom. I love her to death. I hope you're listening to this, mom. <laughs> but it would have been horrible because she was like, are you crazy? You could kill yourself. You'll, you'll die. Because she had never heard anything like that. Instead, I got accountability from somebody that has run 100-mile races. You know, somebody that has done it before and could push me. So you need to get accountability from people in the game like you. And then the last principle I say in the book, you need to swim like a shark. And SWIM is an acronym that basically means start acting like a shark and behaving like the person you want to become. And success is, um, the S in SWIM stands for success. Start thinking about success, how sharks and successful people do. And it's totally different than I did when I was an employee. We thought we were only successful when we got the result, when we had the achievement. Successful people aim for a goal, but they make success inside of their control. They're successful every day, not just when they hit the goal. 
So there's that. And then the W in swim stands for words. Start speaking like a shark because they have they speak differently between successful people and unsuccessful. They speak entirely differently and the words they use matters. It's what you say to yourself matters. And then the I is improve. Successful people never really arrive. They're always getting better. And so I talk about that. And then the last piece, the M in swim stands for measure. I had a mentor tell me once that you can't win if you don't keep score. And so I talk about the importance of keeping score and uh, measuring the right things. So doing these three things together, becoming a member of the CIA, taking consistent and perfect action, getting schooled and swimming like a shark. Those are the things that I believe that if you do them, you will break through that fish out of water stage. Those are huge, man. I've, I've been taking notes here and writing that down. Those are just so practical to, to use in our day-to-day lives. That it's, that's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. When you look at the book came out in July, I think, and it's been a wild ride, it sounds like yes. for you since that happened. Obviously, you're glad that you took the jump. You're glad you jumped, even though you were, you were banged up a little bit, so to speak, to use your yes. analogies a few minutes ago. How did you get into your social media business that you're in now, helping other people really brand themselves and, and influence others? It's interesting because I used to be very shy. And like even a year ago, 18 months ago, when I first started, my own social media, if you can go back far enough, I was afraid to even put up a profile picture of myself. It was a picture of Calvin from the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes as my profile <laughs> <Really>? picture. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so as I was in this game, I just started to understand the importance of authenticity and being real because that's what connected me to other people. And then I started just peel away the layers and being more real. And I noticed that my following wasn't getting smaller. It was getting bigger. And people craved that realness. And so my personal following grew. Um, and then I, I mentioned a little earlier, I got on Periscope, this uh, live streaming program. Sure. And I, that's where I really got known for the first time. It's where I got my first email opt-ins. I created my first product around Periscope and really got online there. And as Periscope was, had its ups and downs, I was like, well, this probably won't last forever. But why do I like Periscope? What is it that I like about it? And I realized I liked it because it was always new, or because it was new, it was changing, and it was helping people get known. And I was like, well, that's social media. And so I really took an interest in just liking social media in general. It had changed me. And so that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a social media manager, is what I first said. I'm going to start managing social media for other people um, and doing the same thing I'm doing. And that's what I did. I just started meeting people. And whenever they said, what do you do? I said, I'm a social media manager. They're like, awesome. I want you to manage my social media. I was like, perfect. (laughs) That's what I do. And I did that before I even actually did it. Just before I actually had clients, I just talked about, yeah, that's what I do. And I got my first clients, just started doing the exact same thing um, that I was doing for myself, got them some results. And then it's just growing from there. And so Today, I have uh, some people on my team now that help me, that make it a lot easier, that are better than I am, uh, creating graphics and stuff like that. So we're, our whole mission is we follow something called the four C's to social media success, um, content, context, consistency, and connection. And if you put these four C's into your social media, then you'll just stand out past 97% of everybody else on social. Content, context. Consistency, and the most important one that doesn't happen enough is connection. Everything should drive to building a connection with other people. Because if you build a connection, then they will stick with you. They'll become a raving fan, a tribe member, 
and they'll last with you from any different phases of your life. That is great. And as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, I would love to know from someone who is in the social media space, number one, what is your favorite form of social media? And then the second question would be, where is Which social platform? media? Yeah. My favorite platform is Facebook. Um, really? See, I thought be, you might say um, something totally different. Yeah. Um, and I used to like uh, Periscope more than anything. And I have my most fun, I would say, on Snapchat. I really love Snapchat for how real it is. And, and it's just, it's probably what I like to consume the most. But as a full platform, the reason I love Facebook is I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule, um, the Pareto principle. And that is where most of the attention is right now, is on Facebook. And it just has so much capability. And so if you're looking to grow somebody from, the, from nothing to something, the fastest way is through Facebook, nine out of 10 times. You have their ad platform and you have the attention. People are just there. So that's my favorite platform that we start out almost every one of our clients on. Great. And then the second question that I was going to ask is where is social media really going? I know that Facebook's talked about doing uh, Facebook Live where two people can two set up through that. Yep. Do you know when that's coming out? Have you heard anything on that? It's already out, just not for everyone. So right now it's out for uh, people that are that have like a verified account is my understanding. Mm. So that's exactly how they rolled out Facebook Live altogether. Some people didn't notice that, but Facebook Live didn't start out being available for everyone. It was only available for verified accounts. And so once you, the verified account is like when you have that check mark by your name, either on your page right. or your profile. So you'll have that. Now, here's the thing. My answer to where is social media going you never know exactly where it's going. You didn't know that Instagram was going to come up with something called Instagram stories that is eerily similar to right. Snapchat, right? But the thing I like is not anytime there's a change that gives you an opportunity to capture attention because people are going to go there. Um, so I'm a big believer in like Gary Vaynerchuk's approach. I, he's probably one of the, he's one of the entrepreneurs that I emulate the most. I love a mm -hmm. bunch of the stuff that he does and something he says about predicting the future is I don't really predict the future, but it doesn't matter. Just be a counterpuncher, like be on pulse of the market and react based on what it does. You don't want to prepare for something that doesn't come. At the same time, the thing what I do is I like to go deeper in the principles of things that won't change, no matter what happens, what won't change. And something that will not change is the thing that's going to drive social media is other human beings. So treat people like people and build connections and that is what's going to help your brand and your business long-term. And so as a matter of fact, I do have a gift for your audience listen to this if they want to go deeper with social media. Oh, awesome. So, Thanks. So right now I'm giving away what I call a social media makeover. Um, this is where me or somebody on my team will literally get on a call with somebody and help make over their social media. Totally for free. It's a $300 value. They can grab that at socialmediamakeover.org. So you can go to socialmediamakeover.org schedule your call and we'll help you stand out past 97% of everybody else on social media. Calvin, that's so awesome. Thanks so much for offering that to us. And uh, I will definitely go and check that out. I mean, social media is such a huge platform for branding. I mean, so many people don't really understand it or don't get into it. And I can understand if you don't have a brand or something like that, why maybe you, you wouldn't, but there's so many practical uses for it as well. So Man, thanks so much for your time here today. I'm going to link everything, obviously, up in show notes, but I'm encouraged to read your book. I'm encouraged to see your ongoing success and so glad with the busy things that you have going on. You spent some time here on the Success 101 podcast with us today. 
and uh, wish you the best going forward. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it, Jared. Hey guys, I enjoyed having Calvin on the podcast today and can't stress enough how you need to go grab a copy of his book, Fish Out of Water, which is a number one bestseller on Amazon. If you want to connect directly with me or my team, shoot us an email, info at success101podcast, or you can catch me in the world of social media, both on Facebook and Instagram at success101podcast. I hope you guys take Calvin's message and take your own leap of faith if you're in a position that's not fulfilling your passions and start charting a new course today toward tremendous success in the future. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Success 101 podcast. Until then.